You are listening to the Mission Matters Podcast Network, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. Welcome to the Real Estate Lowdown. I'm your host, Bill Bymel. The Real Estate Lowdown is your weekly opportunity to step into the conversations going on in today's real estate and mortgage markets. We explore terms and concepts of the industry, host interviews of intriguing industry cohorts from high net worth investors to real estate agents just making their mark. We will share our love of all things real estate, bringing you the most innovative and sustainable real estate lifestyle ideas each and every week. If you enjoy what you hear today, hit the follow button, subscribe, so you don't miss an episode, and please share your support with a quick review. You can find me on the web at billbymel.com, and thanks for joining this episode of the Real Estate Lowdown. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Lowdown. Today, we are going to dip back into our Real Tidbits series, where we discuss terms related to the real estate or mortgage finance markets. Today's Real Estate Tidbit is the term leverage, which I find to be a highly important term for any investor in real estate, and also a very important term in today's world economy, given the fact that interest rates have have changed so dramatically. And I'll explain why when I talk about what the meaning of leverage is. Well, leverage is really debt. It's a white-collar, sophisticated way of saying debt, leverage. Now, you hear people saying that debt is a bad thing. And, and you know, it's a lot of people live their lives not wanting to take on any debt. And that makes sense for those people that, you know, where it's the burden of debt is, you know, is too much for you, then, you know, that's everyone's choice to not do so. But it is a highly valuable financial tool when used correctly. When you positively lever or let use leverage positively to increase the ultimate returns on investment. And I'll show you how you do that. I'll talk you through how you do that, you know, in just a moment. So let's go back to like the dictionary definition of leverage. If you look up leverage in the Oxford language dictionary, as it relates to finance, they talk about leverage being the ratio of a company's loan capital, debt, in other words, to the value of its common stock, equity. So whenever there's a, how highly levered is that company? If you hear that on Bloomberg or wherever you're listening, what is the ratio? It's really a comparison of the ratio of how much a company owes to what the value of the company is. But the word leverage when used verbally, especially in the investment world, is really to say to use the borrowed capital And you're expecting to take borrowed capital, to take a loan against an asset, and expecting the profits to be made from the use of that money elsewhere to be greater than the interest payable on the loan you took for that asset. And in that case, you are positively 
levering your investments. Now, this is an age-old investment trick. Many people have used it just in real estate. I know people that have used it in other asset classes, but it's most common in real estate where you could go out, buy a piece of property, say for $200,000 cash. You go, and if that property rents for 1500 bucks a month, you do the math on it after you pay for taxes and insurance. Maybe it's returning a seven and a half or an eight percent cap rate against the value of what you've invested in the property. Now, if you can go out and get a six percent bank loan and then take out one hundred and eighty thousand dollars and now use that one hundred and eighty thousand dollars to go get another property that will make you eight to ten percent, you can see how you're using cheaper money to positively lever your investments. Now, there's a big, and it can be very, very profitable if done correctly. If managed well, if you've got good bank connections or good places to find loans or leverage, maybe even through a private equity source, a family office, private investors might give you leverage on a property that you own. Or you still can get a a 6% mortgage on investment properties, you know, if you qualify traditionally. Non-QM is now issuing in the high single interest rates. So, you know, stuff that was, you know, in DSCR loans, which are debt service coverage loans, rental property loans that were non-QM, where you're, you're basing it just on the rental numbers on the property, you know, those things were in the 6%, 5.5-6% range. So you could go out and highly lever, you know, and I know a lot of people that have done that in recent years, used proper leverage to build a real estate portfolio that is cash flowing on a, on a monthly basis. And each one's making a little bit more profit for you, and you're increasing your bottom line. Now, why did I bring leverage up as today's real tidbit. Why is this an important uh, topic in today's conversation? I think more so than ever because of the huge shift in interest rates that we've seen in the last year. Now, everybody knows, you've heard me talk about it on this podcast over and over again, where the, you, know, you could get a home loan for 3% you know, a year ago, and now you're lucky if you can get one for in the sixes. That shift is what could cause some huge disruption in the marketplace. There's two reasons, right? Well, one of them is that the leveraged buyers out there, the guys that, you know, a lot of people say that what's driven this huge run-up in real estate values and all asset classes across the globe, but certainly in real estate values, is the cheap money, the ability to lever up at cost pennies for pennies of interest on a monthly basis. And that's what's driven a lot of the demand and a lot of the fueled, a lot of the speculation, a lot of the new investments, a lot of the purchasing power and demand. 
And now interest rates have doubled. So a huge number of those buyers are now taken out of the marketplace. And even worse, if there was folks out there looking at triple net commercial real estate deals, and those assets, if interest rates across the board are increasing, I mean, you had a point where buying, if you wanted to buy a triple net McDonald's, those things, some of those were trading in like two and a half, three percent cap rates a year, a couple, two years ago, because people would lever up so highly that it didn't matter. Well, with interest rates going up, obviously cap rates on commercial properties as well as residential investment properties are going to go up. If cap rates go up, remember we've discussed this on a previous tidbit, the the definition of cap rates and how it affects the value of real estate. Well, if cap rates go up, meaning the the investor's expectation of return on investment on a property goes up, but the rent stays the same, then that means that property is going to sell for less money. That means we could be on the verge of a major devaluation in commercial real estate investment properties. We could see a normalization of the cap rates on multifamily properties. I mean, we've seen these multifamily, you know, 200 unit complexes, you know, B or C grade apartment complexes, you know, in Timbuktu. Kansas trading at four and a half, five caps, you know, when traditionally multifamily was a high single digit yielding deal, you know, why would you go through the hassle of owning and having to own and manage, you know, real estate to only get a 4% return on your money, unless you're doing it as a tax dodge, which some people do, but there is an absolute normalization going on in the interest world and the expectations of what yield people want from their investments and what loans the banks are willing to give and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it brings us back to the conversation of leverage because there are folks out there that are highly levered and the cost of their money might've just doubled in the last year, or they might be on the verge of a double. You know, a lot of these non-QM investor loans in particular are subject to shorter terms. So even though they might be amortized over a 30-year term, there's very rarely find any more than, you know, a five to seven-year maturity rate on investment loans or they, they look to bubble you out. So leverage is an important value to purchasing real estate. When we look at when it's also something that you should, oh, this is a good topic I just thought of. You know, it's something that you should really look at when you ask investment managers what their return on investments are and how any investor, any manager of money, whether it's they're managing your money in a stock market or in other asset classes, Bitcoin or crypto or retirement or real estate, you want to you know ask them how highly levered they are and how their returns are reflected based upon are they levered or unlevered returns because you know we've traditionally at first lean capital always had double digit actual returns without having to lever our portfolio now we look at and we'll always consider it where you know as we go move into the new era of growth leverage, positive leverage, which means if I can get interest rates 
that are at a spread lower than the yield on one of the new deals that I could be purchasing with that money. That's what we call positive leverage. Now, guys, like I've rarely use leverage in any of our investments. We have it as an option. We haven't yet done it. We've been returning a very safe, you know, double digit return to our fund without having to lever the portfolio. But it's certainly something that we would consider. You know, we're out talking to banks, seeing what, you know, maybe you do a 50 or a 65% against an existing portfolio and what, what would the cost of that be? Remember, positive leveraging is where the debt costs you less than, you know, what you plan to make on it. So if you can turn over and turn it into another double digit deal, but your costs, you know, seven or 8% to borrow that money, then maybe it's worth it. You know, and if you can, if you can make 18% or 15% using that same money. So it's an important use in real estate, it's an important term to know about. Whether you're an investor, you're you're asking and you know managers, hey, you know, you're just trying to get a little scoop on how they make their money. People that are highly levered, you know, are going to have a tougher time making profits in the years ahead as the cost of money has gone up. You know, keep in mind positive leverage, negative leverage. You don't want to be in a situation where you know a deal is returning an eight percent yield. And the money costs you 9%. That's what's called negative leverage. And you want to get out of that deal right away. And again, this is important because we're going to hear about banks, private equity firms, and real estate investors who are having trouble in the 2023, either because they are over leveraged and now those loans that are coming due and they're costing them more money. Or, you know, some other sort of situation. But mark my words that the word leverage will play a role in any future dysfunctions that we see here in the real estate and mortgage finance markets this year. I hope I described the term, you know, just to, you know, it, it's really an investment strategy, right? You use it, you borrow money specifically for the use of increasing your return on investment. Let's see if there's anything else I should share. That's a bit. I think I've covered all of what I want to share with you. For instance, if you take a loan investment, that's great. Okay. That's our real tidbit for today. The word leverage. If you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe. We've got some exciting guests in the weeks ahead. And we got a lot of travel. Got a lot of travel ahead of me. So maybe I'll be recording some podcasts on the road. I will be at the IMN Special Assets Convention in Florida, mid-February, Coral Gables. There's all the special assets group. That's basically the default officers at the banks will be getting together. I look forward to speaking there and hearing what's going on in the banking world. My suspicions are that banks have that banks are are are, are having a rough road this year. Not just from a regulatory standpoint, but just the cost of money has really shifted the bank's abilities to make money. Then on to later in the month is one of the big conventions in the mortgage and real estate world when it comes to high finance or it's really the it's the convention that they talk Steve Carell goes to in the big short when and stands up and says, You guys are ruining the world the day the Bear Stearns has fallen. That is the SVIG convention. That's at the ARI at the end of, of February. And then I'll be at various events in the East Coast and special assets. 
That's a wrap of today's episode of the Real Estate Lowdown. I enjoy bringing this content to you each and every week, and I really appreciate you tuning in. If you haven't already done so, please share the Real Estate Lowdown or any episode, any favorite episode with your friends, family, and you know, if you don't mind, leave a positive review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Remember to follow us so you don't do get notified every time a new episode is released. Love to hear from you directly at billbymel.com. Till then, see you next time. This has been a Mission Matters Network production. Listen to this show and browse our entire catalog by visiting missionmatters.com.